Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, my friends? Graham Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Good to have you here with us. Hey, whether this is your first time or your 106th time, yeah, we've done 106 episodes. If my if my, my math is correct, and if you are keeping score at home, I think that's correct. Hey, wherever you're at in your speaking journey or however many episodes you've been listening to, we appreciate you being here. It really does mean a lot. I hope it's helpful to you. We want to help you in your speaking business. You know, whether you're using speaking to sell books or you just want to speak just to make a difference and, and share your message. If you want to speak for to get paid or you want to speak for free just to share your talk or your message with others, we want to help and support you with that. So we do a variety of different episodes here. We do interviews. We do listener Q&As. We do me teaching about speaking, all different types of episodes. And uh, today we're going to be doing some more listener Q&A. We're going to take a, a couple questions. We've been doing these the past few weeks. And so these are always fun. I want to hear exactly what you want to know and make sure that we are answering those questions. So first of all, if you ever have a question, definitely stop by thespeakerlab.com. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com. Let us know what your question is, and we will try to answer that on an upcoming episode of the podcast. You can go to the Ask Grant tab right at the top of the page there. Again, that's over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, so today we got two questions that are going to be coming in, coming in actually from the same gal. So uh, if you've got two questions, multiple questions, feel free to let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So the first question is all about personal stories. So let's say you've got a personal story and you want to know how to incorporate that into speaking. So we're going to be talking about that. And then in the second question, we're going to be talking about your appearance and how you should make sure your appearance should be reflected in your marketing material. So interesting conversation, interesting question on both of these. So excited to get into it. So let's jump right in. Enjoy. Hey, Grant. Love the podcast. This is Brie Ramos from Cleveland, Ohio. I am brand new to speaking, and my speaker advocacy website, weareunquiet.org, is currently under construction. My question focuses specifically on speakers who have a personal story vested with their niche. Here it is. Do you suggest speakers further develop expertise and credibility they have beyond their vested story or the little expertise they do have because of their vested story? And if so, what would be the best course of action, i.e. graduate degrees, certifications, volunteer work, etc.? Thanks. Hey, Bree, thanks for the question there. All right, so let's talk about this. So let's uh, say that you've got some type of uh, amazing story, some interesting, some fascinating, some tragic, some heroic type of story, and you want to speak on that story, and you're trying to figure out, you know, what else do I need in order to get booked? Do I need some type of additional training or some type of additional credentials or educational experience that's going to get me booked? Now, let me start by saying, like, having a powerful story is, is certainly effective. It's a great way to get your foot in the door. But let me just say this, okay? And I'm not saying this to be mean in any way. But just because you have an interesting or unique story doesn't mean anyone cares 
or that anyone will pay you to speak about it. So there's plenty of people who have amazing stories, but they wouldn't necessarily be good as speakers. So if you've listened to the podcast before, if you, if you follow the Speaker Lab, then you know that typically there's three key questions that we always challenge speakers to consider. Three key questions I want you to answer. First of all is why. Why is it that you want to speak? What's the win for you as a speaker? Number two is who. Who do you want to speak to? And then number three is what. What do you want to speak about? So why do you want to speak? Who do you want to speak to? And what you could speak about? So as it relates to your story, the story that you have that you want to share, it's important to ask yourself why should other people care about your story? Why should event planners bring you to tell your story to their audience? How would your story help them? So when you answer those questions of why you want to speak, who you want to speak to, what you could speak about, just saying, I just want to tell people my story isn't good enough. You have to start to narrow down and get more clear. And again, answer the, the kind of the further question of why would other people care about your story? How would your story help them? How would your story improve their personal life? How would it help their business in some way. Having a great story, having a unique story, having an interesting story, have a heroic story, having a cool story, having a sad story is not enough. It's not enough at all. I don't, again, I don't want to take anything away from anyone's story, but I'm 99% sure that there are other people who have experienced the same story. So why you? Why should you be the person that should speak about this? Why should other people care about your story? Again, how is your story going to help them? So it's less about needing some additional credentials that make your story relevant or that will get you booked, but more to answer the question, how would your story help the audience? How would your story help the audience? So having a powerful story is a great way to get your foot in the door, but you still have to have something to say. There has to be a compelling reason about why they should hire you. I'll give you a couple of examples here. In episode 63, episode 63 of the podcast, we interviewed my buddy Paul Evans. And Paul has a very tragic story of when he and his wife were newly married, that she had this medical issue and basically ended up dying in his arms before the ambulance could get there and before paramedics could arrive. And so he lost his wife. And so he has this incredibly sad story about losing his wife. And that's one of the main things that he speaks about today. But just saying, hey, I lost my wife and now I just want to speak about this. That's not enough. So he's got to start to get clear about who he should speak to, what he's going to talk to them about, and how it's going to help them in some way. And so today, what Paul does the majority of his speaking with is he speaks to life insurance agents. And so he talks about how having life insurance affected this situation with him losing his wife. And so it's more than just, I have a sad story, and so I need to tell people about it. It's, I'm going to tell these people about it because it's going to help them in this certain way. And so in his situation, he's telling a story that that he shares with life insurance agents to show them the value of what it is that they do. So just coming in and saying, I had this tragic situation and my wife died, end of story, is not good enough. It has to be something more. There has to be some way that the story helps the audience in some way. So in that situation, it's not even about Paul needs some additional education or he needs some type of degree or some type of credentials that make his story any more powerful. I mean, his story is powerful on its own, but again, he had to get clear and Bree and other people who have a story have to get clear on how the story actually helps them in some way. I'll give you another example. In episode 62, 
we talked with Joe Sangle, and one of the main things that Joe speaks about today is he talks to the people about eliminating their debt in their personal finances. And so Joe is someone who had a lot of debt. And so it's something that I had a lot of debt. And in fact, the name of his business is I was broke and now I'm not. I was broke and now I'm not. It's a clever name. And so that's one of the main things he speaks about is he speaks from his own personal life experience of I was broke and now I'm not. I had a bunch of debt and now I don't. So let me teach other people how to do that. So again, it's not like he needs some type of accounting degree or finance degree in order to speak about this. He can absolutely speak about his story, but if he just shows up and says, I was broke and now I'm not, let me tell you the story, but it doesn't do anything to help the audience, then there's no point to the story. And again, like with Paul and with Joe, tragically, there's plenty of people who have lost a spouse or who have lost a loved one. And like Joe, there's plenty of people who have had a lot of debt and have paid that off. So why should they be the ones that should speak about that? Now, again, there's there's certainly other people that do speak about it. But what beyond that, is there anything else that's unique about that story? Is there anything else that is compelling? So again, the point being is that having a powerful story is a great way to get your foot in the door, but you still have to have something to say. There has to be some type of compelling reason about why they should hire you and how your story would help. Hey Grant, this is Bree Ramos from Cleveland, Ohio. I am brand new to speaking and am currently in the middle of launching my website, weareunquiet.org. Very excited. My question is seemingly silly, uh, but I am wondering, what is your input on changing appearance when you have a career such as speaking. In other words, is it okay to go from having very long hair to short hair, blonde hair to brown hair, and how would you manage doing some of the marketing with photos and videos? Thanks. All right, Brady, thanks for the question. Now, I'll be honest, I'm pretty vanilla, all right, meaning that I have no hair. I find it's just simpler that way. And so I I just make sure that before I go to a speaking engagement, I shave my head and keep it trimmed and pretty and shave my face. And it's about all I do. So again, I'm very, very vanilla on this. Now, what I would say, though, is that your marketing needs to reflect who will be showing up to speak, all right? Your marketing should reflect who will be showing up to speak. Now, if you try a new haircut or a style or your pictures show you a straight hair and you show up with curly hair, I don't think anyone's going to think anything of that. I think the main thing is that you need to avoid drastic changes, like big significant changes. So meaning that if the pictures on your website show you uh, have long blonde hair, but in person you show up and you have pink hair and a mohawk, most event planners are going to have an issue with that. So it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what I signed up for. Think about like when you go to the store to buy something, like what the picture looks like on the box is what you expect to find inside the box, right? If I go to the grocery store to buy cereal and I pick up a box of, of Fruit Loops, when I open the box, I expect to find Fruit Loops inside. And so if I open the box and it's filled with Cheerios or something unrelated like macaroni, I'm going to be very confused. I'm going to want my money back. I'm not going to have a good experience with Fruit Loops. So your marketing, your website, they need to reflect who will be showing up at the event. Now, remember that when clients hire you, that you are a representation of them and their brand. And so 
If you make massive changes to your appearance that could reflect negatively on the client, that's not a good thing. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with, you know, having your appearance look something out of the ordinary, so to speak. If I'm vanilla and you want to be more Neapolitan, that's fine. But you just need to make sure that your marketing materials, that your site, it reflects that. So, for example, I know a speaker who has pink hair. I know a speaker who has a ton of tattoos. I know a speaker who has a massive beard. And that's all fine and good as long as it's reflected in your marketing materials. So if you make massive changes to your appearance that you plan on keeping for a while, you just want to make sure that you update your website pics and your marketing materials. So if for me, for example, if I go two weeks without shaving because I'm lazy, I don't need to update everything. I'm just, I just need to make sure that I shave before the event so that I'm making sure that, again, what my pictures are showing is a pretty good representation of what they're going to actually get. I'll give you another example here. I have a speaker friend who lost a significant amount of weight, over 100 pounds. Uh, so she realized she needed to get some updated pics uh, for her website so the clients weren't confused when like this smaller version of her showed up. So again, the point being is that the marketing, your pictures, your website, your video, they need to be an accurate reflection of who will be showing up to speak. So again, just think of it like the, you know, the box that you get from the store. Whatever the picture is on the box, that's what you're expecting to be inside. Whatever the picture is on the website or your demo video, pretty close to that is what they're expecting to show up at their event. So make sure that you're doing that, making sure that you're representing yourself and you're making sure that you're representing the client well. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed uh, that conversation, both those questions. Thanks for the questions, Bree. Like those. Question about personal story, question about appearance. I hope that was helpful for you. Again, like I mentioned at the beginning, if you have a question that you would like to have answered on an upcoming episode of the show, definitely stop by thespeakerlab.com. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com. Go to the Ask Grant tab right at the top of the page. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, also, if you haven't already, please, please, please leave us a rating and review within iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen to the show. That really helps us to know that making a little difference, helping you out in some way. Also, if you could subscribe to the podcast, that'd be great. And then do this, do one more favor. I'm going to, well, I'm just dropping some favors on you if I could. Would you just tell a friend, not, you don't have to tell your whole family, just find one friend that you're just like, this person is a good speaker. This person's done some speaking. This person's trying to figure out speaking. This person's been speaking forever. All right. Whoever that person is, that person you're thinking of right now, would you just send them like a quick email, a tweet, a text and just say, Hey, I listened to this show with this crazy guy. He's got some good info from time to time. So you might check this podcast out. I thought you'd like it. Would you do that? Would you do that? Would you do that? Don't lie to me. I want you to do that. All right, cool. All right, that wraps up episode 106. We will catch you next time, my friend. You're awesome.